Hi everyone, welcome to the show today. My name is John Drummond or Yang Haolin. Hi, 大家好，欢迎回到 NG 英文。我是 Stephanie。今天我们的来宾 Yans 来自于荷兰，那他从小就非常有创业家精神。他曾经经营过一个线上学习平台，叫做 Think。那我们接着继续听他的创业历程吧。We have a great episode for you today with my good friend Yans, who is from the Netherlands, aka Holland. He is an entrepreneur. A language lover, a curious mind, and so much more. So, everyone, please welcome Jens. What's up, Jens? Thank you for joining us today on NG Ingwen, my man. So cool, man. We met at an event, a blockchain event that I was speaking at, and yeah, we connected then, I believe, on LinkedIn, and had a, a great cup of coffee. Well, probably in your standards, a terrible cup of coffee. <laughs> and then we got to talk about your entrepreneur life and your language life, and so I was hoping you could. Start us off here on Engineering One with who is the man, the myth, the legend? Right, that's a very open question. I mean, I could go into many things, but、um, yeah, I think I've been. You know, I'm from the Netherlands. You, I'm very curious if people would recognize the accent. You know, in Europe, they do really can tell the accent, but、uh, a lot of people think I'm an American. So,、um, howdy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. But、uh, from a very early age onwards, I've been very entrepreneurial. I remember my parents telling me, "Oh, that I, as a little kid, I was always, you know, running some museums to to sell, setting up some、um, spook spook nights events." And、um, yeah, when I was、uh, before I went to college, I, I started my first e-commerce business, cooling backpacks, which was quite fun. And yeah, in in college I, I studied business, which was really really boring.、Uh, but on the bright side, it got me a lot of free time to play around and, and build some other organizations. And yeah, I got really passionate about learning, and I really about hey, college isn't really I'm learning not that much there,、uh, but I really was able to challenge myself to learn in different ways. And yeah, so slowly with the learning in some few side directions, with some few projects here, a philosophical events organization, and then doing some consulting work as a learning and development consultant. So at that stage, I I got this idea about e-learning. I noticed that in the in the whole industry, all the, the e-learning is、uh, very developed already. You have many different course courses and Coursera or EDX. But then I realized, hey, there's still a lot of people doing workshops, and and why is that? And I, then I had this idea, hey, it's really about people. It's really about community. It's really about people wanting to talk to each other, reflecting on ideas, getting listening to their own values, getting feedback. And with that idea, you know, there was something missing in the e-learning space, and so we created this startup called Think with a Y, because the Y is more important than I. <laughs> That's marketing 101, right there, friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I love that. First of all, <laughs> think with a Y,、mm. because the Y is more important than the I. It's awesome, man. And you said it so beautifully, right? You focused on projects that were really thinking more about the community side, and rather than just hitting sales numbers or or the bottom line. And so, with this e-learning platform, you're basically entering in the world of edtech now, which、right. you know, which is what we are here at Shipping Fang. Yan's 的父母果然没有看错，他是一个非常有生意头脑的人。他刚刚用 entrepreneurial 来形容自己，其实应该很多人会听过 entrepreneur， 也就是创业家。
。那 entrepreneurial 其实是在形容一个创业家的特质，例如白手起家，或者是看到机会便会勇于尝试的人。但我真的得说，我非常佩服 Yans， 他居然在上大学之前就进一个两杆背包的电商生意，应该当时也才十七十八岁吧。我十七十八岁的时候还不知道在干嘛呢。来宾也有提到，他大学的时候是读商科的，但他其实觉得在大学的时候并没有学到什么，反而因为这样的关系，他得去找其他的学习管道。但也因为这样子的过程，所以他才对于数位学习感兴趣。And can you take us through a little bit? You know. You've shared with me off air that, unfortunately, it, it didn't succeed. But I think that there's a lot of beauty in that.、Mm. And so I was hoping you could share a little bit of, yeah, you know, kind of what did you learn through this whole process? Oh, that cheesy pickup lines are are not enough even for a company slogan. <laughs> Slogans are important, but there's also <laughs> then the bottom line doesn't does count. <laughs> Yeah, it was truly like a, a Silicon Valley movie like experience. You know, from From ping pong tournaments to eating junk food all day to meeting with very fat investors, but、um, yeah, it, it's a lot of hard work and and it's very fun to do it because、uh, in a startup every single day is a challenge. You know, a client calls and like, hey, do you have uh, what, what's the price?、And、you're like, shit, how how do we how do we come up with a pricing strategy? And then you know, this is just、uh, this is a regular、uh, Monday morning. And eleven, you need to deal with the investors, and oh, we have a server issue on the back end. Okay, how do you solve that? So overall, very fun experience. But I think one of the things in a startup is that you can get this truly this tunnel vision. So you really focus on this goal and this ambition, and and sometimes you just kind of shut off for outside ideas, and 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 this can bring a lot of motivation.、Uh, but you also really need to learn and reflect a little. So I think one of the things that we kind of misunderstood is about the edtech industry、um, is that there's a lot of many players and it's a very complex industry to to sell to, especially if you're selling to companies to B two B, which is what we were doing. You've got so many things going on, so many different things to think about, and what I really love when I met you was though your mindset about this all.、Mm. You know your company, unfortunately, is no longer here, but you're still talking about all of. The the beauty and the lessons learned,、mm. the excitement, you know, it's just you are a true entrepreneur because、right. that's the idea, right? You your companies, you might start, they might fail. You have ideas, they don't come to fruition, but you keep going, and that's kind of where you are now in your cycle. Is unfortunately the the ed tech company is no longer around. R I P. Think <laughs> <laughs> the I is back important, <laughs> but now you are free almost in a way、mm. to begin your next chapter. 我真的非常欣赏来宾的 mindset， 也就是心态。因为其实当创业家就是要面对失败的可能性，而很少人可以在失败之后还这么有活力的侃侃而谈。来宾刚刚提到的 cheesy pickup line 可以分成两个部分来理解。cheesy 其实并不代表说有非常多的 cheese， 而是在形容一个人讲话非常油腔滑调，而且有点俗气。那 pickup line 的话就是撩妹或者是搭讪的时候的开场白，所以把这两个放在一起就是非常油腔滑调的一个开场白。那其实很常听到另外一个字就是 corny， corny 跟 cheesy 有点类似，但其实 corny 是在形容就是比较老套，而且通常是形容笑话、故事或是电影。So where do you see yourself now in the world of entrepreneurship? 
I think if you're an entrepreneur, you, you really cannot stop. You know, at one point you, you will just get ideas and you can relax and go on holiday. But even, you know, after a couple of days at the beach, you're like, Oh, this is, this is so annoying. I need to build something new. Um, so I wasn't, for example, I was in Thailand uh, a couple months ago and I was in Krabi and there you have this boat service to this one of these islands. Raleigh? Uh, yes, that's the one. I used to live right there. Oh, shit. I used to go all the time. <laughs> the one right next door to Riley. I'm forgetting the name. Do you remember oh, the name? Ko Hong. Ko Hong. Is that Hong, it? Hong Island. Yeah, it was like more like the Rasta, yeah, the Thai Rasta yeah, 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 vibes yeah. and the rock climbers. Uh, Dude, I used to go <laughs> camping there all the time. Oh my God, I love that you know exactly what we're talking about right all now. Right. Okay, sorry. Keep going. So I was there and then I I was traveling by myself. And in this boat service, you had to wait for other people to show up to get the boat full before it would leave. Now, at first, I went to the popular destination. I think this was Raleigh. Um, you know, this was all good. I needed to wait, I think, 30 minutes, which is okay. But then the next day, I wanted to go to a little bit more remote island. And I waited. I waited an, one hour and then I was like, okay, I'm going to come back later. Still no new people. An hour later, still no new people. And I was so frustrated by this whole process. I was like, okay, you know, a simple piece of software can solve this. So I was thinking, okay, I can build something really quickly. Uh, well, it wasn't that quickly. So I spent the next two days locked up in my hotel, building them a website just to, to go to the next day to show it to them and only to realize they didn't understand any of it. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So, so interesting right there. You built them a website so they could have like a toggle to say how many people are there, how many they need to fill. So you could check it online. Yeah. Don't have to go all the way down to the dock. <laughs> and they didn't want anything to do with it. Well, I think it scared them that innovation concept, you know, is out of their comfort zone. I think, well, their mobile phone didn't even have internet. So I think there's just a lack of, of understanding. But anyways, I claim their Google page. So if you know Google uh, Relay Boat Service, you will find my website. <laughs> Check that out. Entrepreneurial. Right. So cool, man. And yeah, so that kind of leads us, though, to what are you focusing on right now for work in Taiwan? Right. Yeah. So after my, my startup uh, phase, I really fell into this uh, post-startup depression mode. And I really was, okay, figuring out w what's next in my life. It left quite a gap. And then one of my friends in Taiwan, he said, hey, uh, they're opening the borders again. You can come to do a language learning. Oh, that sounds, that sounds pretty cool. So I really love Taiwan much more than I expected. And so I'm looking now for some other cool startups to join, for some more experienced founders where I can learn from, but also to get a, like a ground base to... Uh, establish some new ideas and to look into new industries. Uh, you know, Web3 is a very interesting space. And kind of slowly build on your ideas. I think my previous startup it was all felt very rushed. So I feel like, okay, we've done, we've been through the process. Now maybe you know, take a deep breath and build a bit more solid foundation. That's a very interesting concept, kind of that rushing to market. You're just rushed because you don't have enough capital from <laughs> investors or, you know, from your own pockets. But I love that. Yeah, kind of slowing down, maybe work with a, a team or a project that's already got some foundation and, and learn from them, that mentorship. I think it's beautiful. 
。其实 solid foundation 的意思就是稳固的基础。我觉得这是一个非常好的想法，因为他也觉得他当时创业有点太赶了。那刚刚 John 有提到 mentorship， 其实就是一种指导制度的关系，所以我觉得这个对于他应该非常有帮助。Mentorship 里面有分成 mentor 就是导师，还有 mentee 就是被指导者。那成为榜样就是 mentor 的价值，所以无论是工作态度，或者是价值观，甚至是行为，都是值得 mentee 学习的。另外，很常听到就是 apprenticeship 还有 internship。apprenticeship 其实就是学徒关系，那 internship 就是实习。那这两者的差别其实在于他们的时间长短跟有没有执行，以及他们的目的。那 apprenticeship 的话，它通常时间比较长，然后有一个完善的计划，那通常是会有执行的，而且它最主要的目的就是要学习一个专业技能。那 internship 的话，通常是大概暑假或是一个学期的长度，然后它通常是不执行的，但是最主要的目的是要学习一些经验。And it leads me so nicely though into the fact that you found Taiwan, I believe, in a kind of phase of your life where you were in, as you you called it so wonderfully. Post startup depression. <laughs> Hopefully, it wasn't as dark. But if it was, I'm sorry.、Uh, but yeah, you came to Taiwan because of language. Your language journey is that right? Yeah, that's、uh, absolutely right. So after my my startup, I fell into this deep hole because I was working 24/7 and now、I、had nothing going on. And、um, yeah, the time was wondering, okay, what what to do? I didn't want to go immediately into the next thing. So a friend of mine from Taiwan, he said, "Hey, they're opening up the the borders、um, to for language learning." I was like, "Okay, you know, I gotta go, I gotta go." And yeah, it's been very exciting because I've been since the start of Corona, I've been、uh, learning Chinese on the side, and I really hit this kind of roadblock in in Amsterdam. Okay, you know, because no nothing in the environment is is Chinese, is Mandarin. So coming here was a great experience.、Uh, I feel it's just as a you know, passionate learner, it's amazing to be in an environment where every single interaction you're being challenged.、And、like oh, you know, this is another opportunity for you to learn and improve your skills, and I think that's just amazing,、mm, beautiful, and that really. Echoes your mindset for business because every experience you seem to have within your life is a learning experience, and that's beautiful. I love that about you. It's so cool. So you've been studying Chinese now for about a year. Could you share maybe any tips for any language? You know, something that you that helps you. You know, you speak now. Obviously, Dutch is your mother tongue. In Holland, you know, you speak English all the time, and now learning maybe Chinese. What what really has helped you understand different languages? Right, so I think that the most important factor is motivation. You know, you can have very cool tricks on how to learn words or sentences or grammar, but it all doesn't really matter if you're not motivated. And for me, I found that the best way to motivate motivate yourself is to find the right people, to embed yourself in a community. And I think for me, this is how it started. I in Amsterdam, I I was having weekly Zoom calls with that with this Taiwanese friend. It was a woman. <laughs> it was not. In fact, it was on Bumble. <laughs> <laughs>、uh, then I found this.、Uh, I got in touch with this this Chinese girl. In、um, she had a boyfriend at the time. Um, and yeah, she she was learning Dutch, and this was wonderful. Although I feel at some point we just got too interested in our、uh, each other's cultures that you know the language was not developed well enough.、Mm. 
Yeah, and other than that, I think it's just uh, to challenge yourself. And, and it really requires you to go out of your comfort zone a lot. Like I notice a lot here in Taiwan that you need to take every opportunity. So, for example, when you're at the 7-Eleven, you can just, you know, awkwardly show your, your Zaiju. Or, you know, you can ask and have some small talk and... I love that you use Zaiju. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> With all the crypto prices crashing <laughs> next to it. Oh, they're doing better today. And, yeah, sometimes you feel a little bit lazy because you're not comfortable enough. But then, again, this is the moment you practice. And you know, what is this guy going to do? Is he going to laugh at you for for trying? And I like here the environment that everybody is very encouraging. You know, you say a few words and everybody's like, Whoa, did Joanne, how? how? <laughs> Yeah, and it's, and it's beautiful. And, you know, the I'd say eight times out of ten, that person won't laugh at you, mm. you know, and that's in most cultures, right? Most cultures, the person just wants to try to understand actually what, you know, because the irony here is that they don't want to be embarrassed if they can't understand you. Mm. And so it, it is a, it's a weird psychological thing going on. When you're talking to someone, they're so focused on trying to understand you <laughs> at all costs because it, it might look like they are incapable mm. of something, whether whatever language that's in. So, yeah, I love that you're just trying and, you know, you're having a good time doing it. 那刚刚Jar也提到,Dutch是来宾的mother-tongue,其实意思就是荷兰文是他的母语。The funny thing, though, is about Dutch people are a little bit different, because in Holland you grow up speaking Dutch and English, and so it's it's native, but if you like, if I was going to Holland with my DJ friends and I try to speak some Dutch, they instantly jump into English oh, with me. Oh, yeah, man, this is... This is so hilarious. It's um, all the my international friends are having so much trouble to learn Dutch because everybody in the Netherlands speaks English. And although some people are a bit shy about it, their English is really great. But uh, the funny thing is that once a Dutch person hears, uh, uh, you know, a slight accent like, oh, he's not Dutch or she's not Dutch, they will immediately switch to English. Because I think Dutch people are very much about efficiency and they feel like, okay, you know, this is very inefficient. Let's just have the more proper medium of communication. Yes, whatever. the It's very German in that approach of like, hey, you know, it's not disrespectful. It's actually like, hey, let's be efficient here and not waste each other's time. Right. <laughs> Whereas Taiwanese right now are so patient with us. Yeah. They're like, what are you saying? Let me try to understand. Are you saying the east wind is blowing? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I love it. Shout out to, to Holland, though. I got a lot of love. So... Nonetheless, they will still, you can find people like yourself to practice with. Well, man, again, I am, you know, I must be your Tinder date because I keep telling you how much I love your mindset <laughs> on life and dealing with a failed startup is no easy task. So I know that, you know, you've been through a lot and you probably have so much experience from this and the way you apply it to your language now and your future business. 我自己在几年前有去过阿姆斯特丹，真的感受到他们所谓的 But a question I love to end with is if you could go back and talk to a younger Jens, 
Would there be any advice you give yourself about language, life, business, anything? Right. I think it's just chill. <laughs> Not that to say oh, that very zen. You know? You just chill and, and, and watch Netflix all day. But I think a lot of times we put so much pressure on ourselves to learn this language by the end of the month or to do the next thing, you know, this year. And everything will be all right as long as you put your effort in the kind of habits and systems you build. Mm, building that infrastructure right. for you. Yeah, very, very meditative in that sense, you know, the concepts of like actually doing less can be more. You know, you're not wasting your time, but you're not stressing and straining yourself to the point of burnout you know it's a great good i hope you can, can manage that when you start your next venture <laughs> me too man me too <laughs> especially if it's in web3 my friend let me tell you good luck <笑>是不是很常提到外国人说chill其实直接翻译过来的意思的确是寒冷但是现在年轻人口中的意思其实是代表冷静或者是轻松的生活态度那刚来便给了一个非常好的建议 那就是我们应该一直去打造一些habits,也就是习惯,还有systems,就是系统。如果你是一个常常给自己太多压力的人,或许可以试试看来宾给的建议哦。Awesome, Jens. Well, where can people find you online, social media, maybe LinkedIn? Where can they connect with you? Yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn or Instagram uh, at Jens Wilms. Right, let me, let me get the spelling right. Uh. No one will know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn or Instagram. Um, my name is spelled J E N S W I L M S. Nailed it. <laughs> he still can spell in English. <laughs> nice. All right, Jens. Well, thank you for joining us on NG England, and we'll talk to you next time. Yeah, thank you for having me. Bye bye. Bye everyone. Peace. All right. Well, that is our NG Ingwen show for today. We hope everyone enjoyed listening to that. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and now Spotify. You can search NG Ingwen, or you can search on IG, NG English, I-C-R-T. And don't forget to tune in every Wednesday morning from 6.30 to 7, and Wednesday night from 9 to 9.30. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye-bye.